not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with you. Welcome back to Get Real, the podcast where we get real about all of our favourite pop culture, movies and TV shows. My name is Sam and with me, as always, is my diabolical co-host, Chris. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm the ginger spice to Sam's baby spice. Put us together (laughs) in the bloody Spice Girls. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the best Australian accent you've ever done. I don't even think (laughs) Billy Butcher is Australian as he's British. I thought I thought he was. I don't know. He's got an Australian accent, which Carl Urban is Australian, but I think people do say he's British in the show. But yeah. also, to Americans, British and Australians just sound the same. Yeah, it's very much apparently the same thing, isn't it. Even though we sound nothing alike. No, it's like. Uh, anyway, this week we're talking we're about talk- the boys season two. Uh, if you didn't guess, if you couldn't guess, <laughs> this is going to be a little bit of a first impressions episode, a bit like what we did with Snowpiercer, where we talk through. The first handful of episodes, so we're going to go right up to episode five. Yeah, so we're halfway through the season at this point already. Yeah, like which a, is kind of crazy. Yeah, like a bit of a mid-season recap. Uh, you know, we'll go through it kind of episodish by episode. Uh, give you a bit of an idea whether it's something that you want to jump into or not. Give a hot take on season two, and you know, is it worth it? Spicy take. Oh, that's a hot take. That that's a hot take. Ooh, ooh. A spicy take on it. Speaking of hot takes, my mouth is so sharp and burning it, mate. (laughs) I I burnt the tip of my tongue on some gravy earlier. I burnt like the roof. What did you burn it on? Ugh. What What did you burn it on? Oh, I had a pizza, but it was that thing where Uh, it was like you bite into it and it's okay, but then as soon as you go through the cheese and then you feel underneath the cheese and it's like Oh, that, yeah. that tomato sauce is, like, hot. Like really I was hot. literally just thinking, as soon as you said you burnt the roof of your mouth, I was like, I'd lay your bets on some sort of, like, melted cheese or something. I had pizza in my head, but I was like, nah, it doesn't seem like a pizza no. day. No, it always... <laughs> but it was. Yeah, no, it is a pizza day. It's a get home from work, shove something in the oven, and then start a pizza <laughs> up. And be- pizza time! Pizza time! Every time is pizza time. Right, <laughs> anyway, uh, that is the that is a weird preamble. <laughs> <laughs> fucking spider-man two up in this business well at least we're four and a half minutes through the episode so that we didn't you, you <laughs> drop the first f-bomb <laughs> trying to not uh trying not to do it but anyway uh is there anything else over you you've been watching anything at all this week other than the boys checked anything out um uh, started jojo's bizarre adventure um which is an anime um i'm trying to get more into like not just like dragon ball and pokemon i'm trying to get into like some of the weeb shit oh okay interesting (laughs) i'm trying to get some like anime cred underneath my belt so i started jojo's bizarre adventure what the hell is weeb shit so to speak (laughs) like weeb is like slang for weeaboo which is like came from like westerners who like think the japanese and love all sorts of japanese culture but it's it's one of those things it was like nerd back in the day was an insult and now people are like claiming it as their own so now like weebs are just out and proud so weebs is the (laughs) new nerd yeah kind of yeah it's like anime nerd but apparently jojo's bizarre adventure is like one of the best animes and mangas ever made so i was like yeah it's on netflix fuck it why not interesting sounds pretty interesting i've never really never really delved into a proper anime i think 
when I was younger, I watched Dragon Ball and stuff like that. And yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm probably going to get real slack off this, but would you consider Pokemon an anime? Pokemon is an anime, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So I watched, obviously, the Pokemon TV shows. And Digimon. And definitely watched the Digimon TV mm. shows. Uh, but I never really, like, settled into anything. Like, I tried to watch Attack on Titan, but I think we spoke about this before. That's not, like, really a very good <sighs> jumping on point. No, everybody says it's fantastic, but, like, everyone says, like, after season two it's fantastic. But I was like, I got to episode three, and I was like, episode one was great, and then two and three were just snails pace boring. I was like, I don't care about any of these characters right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One Punch Man's meant to be a... I, I did start that. Uh, like, there's so much on Netflix at the moment, so I'll just start it and then never get around to finishing it. <clears throat> so I was like, do you know what? I'm going to find something, and I'm going to stick to it. Like, and just try and watch them. But it's difficult to try and find time to watch it at the moment. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You still working from Especially home? Especially when there's eight seasons. <laughs> yeah. I, I am still working from home, yeah. You can leave it on in the background then and just let your brain just into it. Yeah, but stuff like JoJo and stuff like that, you need to pay attention, otherwise all these, like, eight-foot-tall pretty boys are going to start looking the same. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's weird enough as it is. Like, you've got to pay some sort of attention to it, otherwise you're just not going to understand it. Yeah, for sure. Uh... It is helping me come up with more weird anime sounds, though, to, like, scream over Xbox Live next time we play. <laughs> uh, it has been so long since we've played Xbox. I know, I've been smashing my Switch. Whew. Smashing. Uh, anyway, what have you been watching? Uh, right, so I was away at the weekend, just gone. Um, you were. Which would have been just before the last episode came out um mm-hmm. enjoying a bit of tlc in the country you know in the yeah in the, very nice in the proper country so the uk actually what you see in the uk where you think oh yeah it's all fields and <laughs> yeah there, there's parts of it but the bit we live isn't near that so got to go and chill uh proper countryside so we ended up like having a movie night for one one well we, we rather than like sitting around the table drinking and like playing board games or whatever we decided to put a cool. film on because they had like a projector hooked up with an Apple TV in the room. Um, nice. It was awesome. You like hit a switch and the projector came down and, you know, uh, mm. humble brag, but you know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so we ended up watching Grimsby, which is that Mark Strong, Sasha oh. Baron Cohen film. <laughs> the Brothers Grimsby, yeah. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Have you seen it? Um, I've, the only bit that I've seen is the bit where they're, they're inside an elephant, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the only bit that I've seen of it. And I'm just there like, nah. Like, a hilarious film at parts. Like, <laughs> but it's so grotesque. It's, yeah. It's like disgusting at parts <laughs> is is the elephant bit the worst bit uh woof i don't know maybe oh, wow wow it must be bad if there's something worse than that elephant there's bit. there's a part where um sasha baron cohen sucks on mark strong's ball sack which is <laughs> like up there with one of the weirdest things i've ever seen and they film. are brothers yeah exactly and the brothers and that makes it a whole lot weirder does he get bit by a snake or something? Is it one of those jokes? He gets shot in the... Uh, spoilers for Grimsby, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> for a five-year-old disgusting film that nobody saw. because he, it was. Sh- he gets shot with a poison bullet through his, uh, through his ball okay. sack. And, uh, so he yeah. needs to suck the poison out. Yeah, and then, it, and then there's another bit where 
like right at the end, they save everyone by sitting on top of a firework, like putting a firework up their ass by sitting on top of it because it's got a deadly virus in it. And then they contain the virus by sitting on it and it not going everywhere. And then right at the end, they're both in hospital and they've just got massive arseholes from where the fireworks. It's just gross. <laughs> it's really disgusting. <laughs> I don't want to see this film at all, but it's just... It, I think it's one of those films where it's funnier when somebody describes it to you. Honestly, like, peak interest, definitely. It was like... You you really just didn't... You obviously know it's a Session Baron Cohen film, right? You know where yeah. it's going to go. Gross out humour. But to, to what extent, I had no idea. Um, <laughs> some pretty uh, on-the-nose kind of relevant jokes like something about donald trump in there um yeah i think stuff... it came out just at the beginning of his presidency didn't it yeah or just before it yeah a lot of stuff about daniel radcliffe but daniel radcliffe isn't actually in this film <laughs> okay it's just an actor that's meant to look like him <laughs> it's dead funny <laughs> okay okay anyway yeah right. that's uh i digress yeah that's what i ended up watching uh and... that's the bit that's the official get rid uh, get real review of the brothers grimsby yeah, literally and then i found a bit of time for uh i think it was episode five i ended up watching of the boys i watched a yeah little... that's the latest episode watched a little bit on that projector you know had to uh give it a go but... oh you found some time by yourself to put on the big screen well not the whole episode i found like there was like five to ten minutes i managed to watch but it was a pretty, pretty okay, good cool. bit pretty good bit so yeah oh there goes the dogs Whoa. There they are. <laughs> official dog of the podcast uh we will just pause for a second and we'll be straight back and we're back got them under control uh i didn't do anything right, really. right. i just sat here and waited for them to stop. <laughs> don't worry i've got this under control i'll sit silently and wait on the other side of the jump cut, just nothing happened. Uh, yeah, so in terms of news this week, so I don't feel like a lot happened, but I do have two little stories here if you want me to cover them off first. Uh, yeah, you go with what you've got first, so and then I've got a couple. The first thing, which is quite exciting to be fair, I think it's going to be really good, is there was an announcement by James Gunn that he is going to be working on a Peacemaker TV original series on HBO Max with John Cena, obviously playing Peacemaker in the upcoming Suicide Squad film. Yep. So that looks really cool. Um, Yeah, uh, and apparently some of the other members from the Suicide Squad 2 will also be in it as well. Yeah, that'll be awesome. It's a bit of a an origins film, uh, origins series, isn't it? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Literally, I, I knew exactly what you just said that James Gunn's working on a Peacemaker series, and there's going to be other cast members in it. Don't know any more than that. Yeah, I think the bits that I've read suggest it's going to be taking place before Suicide Squad, so it's going to give him a little bit of a setup. I think maybe how so he we could get... still die. Maybe, yeah, literally. <laughs> Otherwise, that might ruin who survives and who dies. Um, but yeah, uh, I think he's going to have a little bit of a setup. Maybe how he ended up joining the Suicide Squad. Maybe. Um, okay. But an interesting choice. Um, a pe- I mean, I didn't think Peacemaker was that much of a big character that would really have I mean... his own series, but. In the past, he's had his own standalone comic book series and stuff, and it is John Cena. Mm. Like, out of most of the supporting cast on this list, 
Like, it would probably be Peacemaker or Idris Elba. Uh, I can't remember who he's playing. Um, it, it would be one of those two, probably, that would get their own series, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's quite interesting. Or Rick Flag. For something to happen, like, for them to announce this so soon, they must really, yeah. like, have, the Suicide Squad must be a good film. If, mm-hmm. if they're ready to put TV budget behind it as well. Uh, it's also uh, being produced by Peter Safran, who worked on The Suicide Squad and also worked on Aquaman 2 and The Conjuring. Okay, excellent. So they're keeping it in-house. They're keeping it with the people that they trust, clearly, instead yeah. of just palming it off to somebody else to make. He also did some uh, work on Shazam as well, which is cool. Nice. HBO Max is just throwing money at projects at the moment, then, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they got the Ridley Scott series out as well. That's on HBO Max. Yeah, what what is that a new series? I've not really been keeping up with that. Yeah, we talked about the trailer a couple months ago and it um aired beginning of September. Okay. Um uh, something about wolves. The title <laughs> is I can't remember what it's called. Something um, about wolves, blue wolves, blue wolves flying flying um, on big pterodactyl birds. Blue wolves flying on big pterodactyl birds fighting military. Yeah? In space. Where, where did you get that from? Uh, I've got Ridley Scott where are you getting up that from? with James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking of Avatar and James Cameron, not Ridley Scott. Yeah, that's okay. why I just moved over to Win Space, because then I realised, okay. yep, I'm talking about the wrong person. Raised by wolves is the series. Wolves being born out of other wolves and then eating wolves and then impregnating. It's got nothing to do with wolves. <laughs> it's got to do with AI taking care of the next generation of humans after the Earth has been destroyed. Amazing. On a different planet. Not my proudest moment, um, that. <laughs> it's got the guy from Vikings in it. Um, uh, the, the guy that was in... Warcraft that I can never remember his name. I always get it mixed up with Charlie Hunnam. Uh, the guy who looks like Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, but isn't Charlie Hunnam. Harley Chunnam. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what was in this pizza that you had before the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's full of the, just the weird bants tonight. It's uh, my favourite my favorite hour on a Thursday night, this, that I get to sit down. Uh. I don't even get to see your faces I talk to you. I'm looking down at stuff all the time while we record this. Yeah, I'm always doing that. I'm even looking at my screen, checking that my recording's still going, or I'm just dicking about with something on my desk. I'm just yeah. fiddling with something. Yeah, literally. It's just, uh, I have to put away anything that makes makes noise so that if I mess with it, it's not going to make sound. Yeah, I mean, I'm playing around with a toothpick right now. Clearly not in my mouth because I'm not... I'm not <laughs> I don't sound... I don't sound welcome, like and welcome, welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> anyway, that's, uh, that's enough of the AM, AM, ASMR. A-M- yeah, you got there. ASMR. ASMR. RMSA. Rams. Rams. <laughs> There's your anagram. RMSA. I thought you were going for Isn't that like the super virus thing that you pick up in dirty hospitals? No, that's COVID-19, you dickhead. <laughs> no. <laughs> MRSA, I'm thinking of. Oh, goodness me. How relevant. 
It's not a laughing matter. Um, Wash your bloody hands. Wear a bloody mask. Anyway, yeah, you dirty bastard. Anyway, right, what's the next story that you got? Uh, because of all the shit show happening with COVID, uh, which is nice, uh, nice little segue. Good segue. Um, we have got delays to the Marvel slate, so we've had delays to Black Widow, Eternals, yep. and yep. Shang Chi. So, yep. but it's a very interesting move in the slate, right? So, to give you those new dates, Black Widow is May 2021. Yeah, Shang Chi is. I can't believe it's been moved back again for fuck's sake. That far though, as well. It's a whole year since its original release. Uh, Shang Chi is July 9th, 2021. Yeah, and then Eternals is November 5th, 2021. Now Eternals. Oh shit! So they've pushed that back a whole year as well, and they've slotted Shang Chi in before it. That's what I mean. Weird. Yeah, that's the, that's a strange move, really, because they must have decided to rejig the slate a little bit. Because really, Eternals should have been coming out in November next, like in yeah. literally just over a month's time. Yeah, crazy. But, yeah, so, I mean, we've got a long time to wait before we get another Marvel film. I mean, we haven't even seen a teaser or anything for The Eternals yet, so... Not even seen, like, like they can't get away with or it. set photos, have we? Well, we saw the the artwork of the costumes and the, the characters. Yeah. Um, the concept art for the character designs and stuff like that. I imagine it's the kind um, of thing where they're all probably on a green screen. Probably a soundstage kind of thing. Well, the thing is, we can guarantee that hopefully the um, CGI will look shit hot. Which, to be fair, the Marvel movies on the whole have got amazing CGI. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Eternals is, again, it's like Guardians of the Galaxy where it's going to be so much CG. So that should hopefully be spot on. Maybe maybe they want to do some extra shooting or something like that. Maybe. maybe make things a bit bigger, maybe, if they're going to push it back. Mm, I wonder if they've changed much of the story, then, if they're going to slot. I imagine Shang-Chi is probably going to sit pretty separate to the Eternals, to be honest with you. Yeah, I highly doubt they're going to interact at all. Yeah, for sure. Like, Eternals, the closest thing that's probably going to interact with is, like, the Guardians or something like that. Yeah. Although it is largely set on Earth as well, but it's it's following, like, Thanos' background and stuff like that, so... Mm-hmm. So what have we got coming um, up soon then? Because I, I believe it, we've not really got anything in the way of DC coming out very soon, have we? You know what I just realised as well, though? What? This is the first year, I think, since 20... Uh, sorry. Um, since 2010 that we haven't had a Marvel film this year. Wow. The last one we had was Far From Home. Wow. Yeah. Jeez, man. That was over a year ago. What a great year for a film Whoa. podcast. <laughs> but, but, so a nice segue from this, we did get our first teaser trailer, well, our first trailer trailer for WandaVision. I was going to mention this in trailers, but it's here now. Yes, very While good. While we're talking yeah. about Marvel, we are getting that this year. Yeah. Very interesting. Holy crap, this looked so cool. Yeah, very interesting. Like, we have a group chat, right? And one of uh, one of our friends was a little bit like, um, didn't really <laughs> I understand. I don't get it. Yeah, basically, <laughs> like, I don't get it. And you gave a really good point. So what, what's your hot take on WandaVision? What do you think it's, uh, what do you think is going so, on? So, what it was pretty much what I thought was going to happen anyway, but the trailer seems to be, give it a bit more context. So, 
Wanda is clearly creating a pocket dimension or an alternate universe in which she's taking her consciousness and the Vision's consciousness. Mm -hmm. We don't know whether this is going to be in... Well, I'm guessing not now by the trailer, that this isn't going to be in the moments where he's died like in between like the events of infinity war this is going to be after the fact and she's like trying to come to terms with his death and stuff like that so she's taken his consciousness into this pocket dimension because in the comic book she's got like multiverse shattering powers like she can just create a universe if she wants Mm -hmm. um so she's clearly taken themselves into this other dimension in which it's based off like tv shows and stuff like that throughout the generations that's probably how she sees like a, a happy family life because she was from war-torn Sokovia all her life. Like when she was a kid, she was in a destroyed building from a Tony Stark missile and stuff like that. So all she's seen really is TV shows of how like these fabulous American lives live and stuff like that. So she's basing it off this. Mm-hmm. And then slowly but surely things start to seep into it, which are destroying her reality. So she's constantly bending it and changing it to update it to the next thing to like try and outrun the issue so that, her and vision can live like a happy life i think that's why we see like the witch character who people think is something harkness i can't remember her name um wonder vision uh let's try and find out the name of it um oh no there's fucking too many articles coming up uh anyway (laughs) like she seems to be like on pause it's sort of like, you know, the Truman Show. Whenever Truman isn't somewhere, like, everyone's on pause waiting to go. Mm-hmm. And, like, she looks like she's like that, like, unconscious inside of it. But maybe as she becomes more... Uh, after Vision touches her, she becomes more sentient of the world around her and stuff like that. And people seem to think that she's this witch that has a deal with Mephisto to try and fuck with Wanda. Which might be what happens with the children down the line. So we're getting the introduction of... The Vision and Wanda's children, um, Billy and Tommy, who are Wiccan and uh, Speed in the comic books, again, leading to the Young Avengers. Everything's leading to the Young Avengers. It's going to be so cool. Um, Yeah, so it's basically her hopping through these different realities that she's creating for herself to try and create a life for her and the Vision. But it looks like she might have pulled like a town, an entire area into this because we see the sword agent's um, cordoning off a town and Maria Rambo being fired out of um, like one dimension into another dimension, like back into the real world and stuff like that. Yeah, so many cool things in this one trailer. Yeah, it seems really mental. Like it's got the whole sitcom element to it, and then you've got like the real like element to it. It's just it looks like it's actually going to be really interesting, mm-hmm. really different, and really interesting, which is good because it's yeah. kind of what you want. Well, I didn't want from the new disney plus shows coming off the back of the marvel um stuff is basically just um iron fist uh iron fist uh for god's sake my mind's gone blank uh nick cage nick cage luke cage uh, no <laughs> nick cage <laughs> nicholas cage himself <laughs> luke cage luke cage and uh oh, Jenna, Jack, jessica, jessica jones, jones. <laughs> 
I want to see. I want to see a new Marvel show, which is Nicholas Cage, Iron Fist, like actual Iron Fist is in there. Nicholas Cage, Jessica Jones, played by January Jones. Uh, Jennifer Jones is Je- American, Jennifer Jones. Sorry, American. She was in uh, the Song of Bernadette and Duel in the Sun. And uh, what does she look like? Uh, she's from the night. She peaked in the nineteen forties, I think. Oh, <laughs> did you just Google who Jennifer Jones was to see? Well, this? yeah, because I was like, "Come on, this has got to be a person. Please don't be someone really embarrassing." <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely not someone that you knew before you just pulled a random thing up. Oh, yeah, no, and um, who can be the replacement Daredevil then? We'll bring back Ben Affleck's Daredevil. I want to see that version of of oh, the no. Defenders. What, Nick Cage, his... Iron Fist, is it, <laughs> the is old it... Daredevil, and Jennifer Jones. Charlie Cox. It could be uh, Charlie Cox. It could be. We'll we'll be Harley Chunham. We'll we'll put Harley Chunham in. <laughs> no, you got to bring back Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Oh, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Anyway, have you got any more news stories? Um, yes. So, CW's Supergirl has been cancelled. It's getting one extra season, and then after that, it is done. So, they're getting a chance to write an end into the show. It's not just, like, being cut out of nowhere. So, the sixth season will be the final season. It's going to draw Kara uh, Zor-El's story to a close, um, which is surprising because they've got a Superman show in production. So... Like, considering the Superman has come from her show and stuff like that, like, and her show was doing very well, it might have fallen off in the last season or so, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of surprising, but at least they get to end the show how they want to end it. Yeah, for sure. Have you been watching Supergirl? I've watched the first two series, but I haven't watched anything after that. I've just not got around to it, um, but I enjoy it. I think um, uh, Melissa Benoist is her name, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. She uh, she is great as Supergirl. Like I would watch her in a lot more stuff, and I hope I hope this is a bit more of a platform for her career. Yeah, she can go ahead and do other stuff now because I imagine the CW stuff does take up a lot of your scheduling. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, you're shooting it for most of the year. Like that's why the only time that um, Stephen Amell really shot anything was if he did something himself, like a small project with him and his cousin Robbie Amell, or he was in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and that was like in the summer gap between shooting, um, Arrow. So did you say Robbie? She will definitely Robbie have... Amell. Did you mean Stephen Amell? No, I said Stephen Amell was making films with his cousin Robbie Amell. Oh, like uh, what was that film that we watched? Super Eight? No, nope. That's the um, that's the JJ Abrams one. Um, that I'm sure we gave it an honourable mention on the podcast. Yeah, um, something nine or something eight, isn't it? Um, oh fucking hell! What the fuck was it? Code Eight? Was it Code Eight? Code Eight. Code Eight. There we go. Yeah, it was Code Eight. Have you heard about, uh, speaking of Code 8, District 9? Have you heard? (laughs) (laughs) Go on. I've I've heard that they may be doing a District 9 sequel. Has that been in the works for quite a while? Um, There was rumours of it ages ago, but didn't we speak about this, like, early on in the podcast, like, lifespan? Didn't it become a series? Isn't it a series that's in the works? 
Oh, no, it is. It's a sequel. Oh, hang on. This was June June 2017. This was way before we started doing the podcast. Never <laughs> mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there was something recent about it. I think it's been turned into a, a prequel series, I think. Yeah. what? Because a... everything's a fucking prequel series nowadays. What a film. Would definitely be worth going back and watching that. Melissa Benoist was in Whiplash. She was so good in Whiplash. Whiplash is a great film. Anyway, we totally digress. Um, yeah, so hopefully she'll get more stuff off the back of this, or she could appear in the other um, CW franchises. It seems like the CWs, like, everyone sort of fell off. I think they over-expanded a bit too much, because Arrow's come to an end, Supergirl's coming to an end, Flash is tailing off, and I feel like that's not going to make it that much longer. Mm-hmm. Um, Legends of Tomorrow somehow keeps plodding along. Um uh, what else? Batgirl lost Ruby Rose, so now we've got a new Batgirl after mm-hmm. one season. Um, Black Lightning? Is that still going? Um, I have no idea. That was on Netflix, wasn't it? Uh, well, it was on Netflix in the UK, but it was a CW show in the US. Uh, Black Part Lightning. Of... Um, what else was there? Uh, I mean, Black um, Lightning... It, uh... It hit the end of a series three. Um, I'm pretty sure it should be on to four or five by now. Uh, it is. I think it has got a season four coming up. Okay. Okay, so season three ended in March 2020. So yeah, it is due a season four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it seems like, like the CW... DC shows were riding high, like very high, and then they seemed to be petering off. I think maybe they just oversaturated the market with them. They really did. Like it was so difficult to keep up with them all. Well, like got... I used to be the biggest fan, and I don't even watch them anymore. I don't have time for that many shows. Well, you've got things like Doom Patrol and stuff now, which are kind of kind of leading the way in terms of the DC shows. Yeah, well, that's because they actually started getting made by the DC companies themselves, but. They were getting his warmer response, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, any more news? Like, I'd rather have another three series of Supergirl than another three series of Titans, because fuck me, Titans is a shit show. It's a hot mess that I can't stop watching. Uh, I did stop watching it, so... It's like The Walking Dead. (laughs) It's like a hot mess that I can't stop watching. (laughs) Anyway, you got uh, any, any other stories? Anything good? I've got trailers, if you want me to jump onto trailers. Yeah, go for it. Um, so we talked about WandaVision. Um, there's a trailer for The Creed's... No, The Crudes 2, sorry. Uh, you know, the animated film about the caveman family that I never watched. Okay. <laughs> Apparently that's got a sequel now. Um, the uh, A New Age. That's out for all the kids, if you want to take the kids to a film. Um the one trailer that, I, trailer that I do want to talk about, which I only saw today, is for a film called Supernova. So this has got uh, Colin Firth and Stanley Tucci, who are playing an aging gay couple, and they're on a road trip, and Stanley Tucci has got either onset dementia or Alzheimer's, I'm not sure which one. Um, so like the trailer alone had me nearly welling up like this looks like it's going for all the oscars mm-hmm. and um like that is going to be like the heartbreak film of the year let's see when it's coming out um but man like the performances look amazing in this 
They're on like a um a road trip around the UK. Um uh, British film directed by Harry McQueen, initial release twenty second of September. So that was two days ago apparently, but it's it doesn't seem to be out anywhere. Maybe that's I'm not sure. It's aired at the film festivals and stuff like that. Okay. Um, can't seem to find a proper release date, but obviously cinemas are up in the air at the moment anyway, so... But you would recommend? Oh, definitely. The trailer looks fantastic. It looks like something that I really want to see, but only at home in private with a massive box of tissues. Yeah. A bit like, <laughs> a bit like Marley and me. Yeah, yeah. Like, ugly snot crying is what it's going to end up leading to, probably. But everyone cried Twen- at Marley 27th so of November... There you go. It's been released in the UK. There you go. Um, it's definitely going for some Oscars, this, or some awards anyway. Not much competition. It's got four out of five from The Guardian. Mm. There won't be that much but, competition this year for him anyway. I mean, it's Colin Firth and The Tooch. The Tooch? So, Stanley Tucci. Tucci again, Tucci the again, Tucci again. The Tooch. He's fantastic. Like, I just... I just want to see so many more films with Stanley Tucci, and whenever he's on screen, it's just like the best moment of any film. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it when he's just a side character in something, and then he just pops in for a couple scenes, and you're just like, this is the best moment of my day. It's mm-hmm. just Stanley Tucci. <laughs> any more news? The Tucci. Uh, no, that's it. That's it. So, on to, on to the lads. Lads, <laughs> lads, lads. The lads, the... <laughs> that would be the British version of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely diabolical TV series in such a good it way. Is absolutely diabolical. So time for the boys. The boys. So we loved season one, didn't we? We really, we really did. enjoyed the boys. We rate it very highly. This is absolutely a totally biased review of the boys because we really like <laughs> it. If you don't like it, this isn't the episode for you. But we did have a really Definitely good episode not. on The Devil All Time last week, so you should go check that out instead. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, so The Boys Season 2, uh, we're probably... So when they dropped this, they dropped three episodes all in one go. They did. Which we could probably talk about kind of collectively. Uh, mm-hmm. And then obviously we can just talk about the other two episodes that came out just bit by bit. Um, okay. Which is cool because I think where season where episode five leads off is a good little talking point for speculation about the rest of the series. So okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. So um, this obviously we're not going to explain the boys season one. We don't have to really. Just just go ahead and check it out and then come back and listen to this. So right, first impressions of the boys season two um, for me. Everything that was good about the boys season one carries on in the boys season two. Absolutely, it's just literally like yeah. exactly where it pick, uh, like ended off. It picks up again, like and it just it kept its momentum running from season one, didn't it? Like it's not slowed down. Like even season uh, episode one had like enough stuff going on in it that it didn't feel like it slowed down at all. Yeah, for sure. I felt like it was going to kind of um, address the whole A-Train heart attack thing a little bit more. Uh, I thought maybe he wouldn't have pulled through that, but it's kind of cool, his arc now with, uh, obviously, you know, as you find out in the first three episodes, Homelander's kind of starting to, uh, you know, recycle the nine, isn't he? Or the seven, 
the set of the seven. He's recycling a little bit with the new edition of Stormfront. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Stormfront. Um, Great addition to the... Woof. Woof. Yeah, really good, really, really good character. Um, <laughs> absolutely amazing uh, actress in the form of... Anya... Aya Cash. Aya Cash. Aya Cash. Aya Cash, also known for... Um, Poof. Uh, <laughs> also known for Sam trying to find something that uh, people might know. Jody the waitress in American Dad. <laughs> uh, oh, Jordan's okay. assistant in The Wolf of Wall Street. Modern I was about family. to say she was in The Wolf of Wall Street, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Law, Law and Order back in the day. Uh, more, yeah, recently she's done a couple of TV <laughs> miniseries. Um, Fozzie Verdon, Easy, You're the Worst. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, awesome. The character, though, Chris, as we find Ooh! out at the end of season three, uh, episode three, <laughs> season three. Whoa. How do you know what happens at the end of season three? Yeah, the end of episode three, we uh, we find a little bit of a deep dark secret about Stormfront, Ooh. don't we? That you uh, you told me about a little bit ahead of time, and when I saw it happen, I was like, woof. <laughs> oh dear. yeah, woof. So we got the like a whole situation going on with Kimiko's brother and everything like that. And oh, are we in spoilers? Did we say we were doing spoilers at this point? We're covering off the first three episodes first. So okay, so this is going to have some spoilers in as well, right? She is a real Nazi, like see, like straight up, like racist as fuck, like killing like minorities in a low income building and then just snapping. Like Kimiko's brother's arms off, and just like, right, fucking, this chick is off her tits. And then, so we start to dive into her background after that. Like, this was sort of like the first three episodes were sort of like, ooh, playing it coy. Ooh, she's, ooh, she's got a bit of an edge to her. After episode three, it's like, woof, let's deep dive into her backstory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you gotta mm. get you gotta find out a little bit more about uh old Stormfront. Um, you know. Yeah. Woof, uh, yeah, that was a that was a heavy little ending there. But it's so subtle. Like I know obviously you're wondering why she's killing the families in the flats, and obviously you do realise that she just starts killing the people as you get up the stairs. And it's like obviously, you know, the you know, she's she's uh she's going for the the uh, the African Americans, isn't she? She's uh, she's really, yep. really the minorities in the building. Yeah, and then it's that whole like clearly, absolutely misogynistic. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not misogynistic. Not misogynistic. <laughs> Racist. Xenophobic. Yeah. The the remarks she makes to Kamiko's brother. Oof! And that is such an outdated remark as well. Yeah. Like, which starts to play into some other elements of the story. Like, the the breadcrumbs were so subtle to begin with. Yeah, I don't really remember any breadcrumbs from the first two episodes that lead to okay. that. Well, the, the worst one, we'll talk about some, like, once we're talking about the other episodes, I'm going, like, full spoilers towards the end of this. Like, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll show you what I found. Okay. Um, so what else happens in the first three episodes? Um, driving, driving through a whale. 
Uh, yeah, that's, that was pretty intense. That is actually that episode is the highest rating episode for season two on IMDb right now. <laughs> I'm uh, not surprised. Like, like we saw that in the trailer, but I was not expecting like a full extended five minute sequence just inside the carcass of a whale with a beating heart next to Huey's face. Yeah, I wasn't quite expecting that either. <laughs> uh, we managed to see. We got a sneak peek of that. To be fair. But it was just so funny how, like, you can just see, like, the deep's gone through some serious shit. Um, Starlight's completely, you know, she's completely torn in two between being part of the Seven, enjoying the cushy life, but then also wanting to still have something with Huey. It's, uh, we're at an interesting point, really. Yeah, Where uh, very two- much crossroads for her story. Yeah. And then obviously, um, Homelander. Homelander's going through a bit of a time, isn't he? Oh, I. So he's really just like riding high at the end of season one, isn't he? Like yeah. he thinks he is unstoppable. He think truly believes that he is like this godlike creature. Uh, but whew, like Gene Carlo Esposito knows how to shut that fucker down. Like, oh yeah such a menacing presence on screen and like the way he's just able to stare down this godlike figure is just mm, chef's kiss yes absolutely chef's kiss all over it um do we get the whole um what's the uh the mimic guy the shapeshifter dude is he- oh that's Episode four. That's episode four. Okay. That's episode four. Okay, I was jumping ahead of ahead of the gun. Uh, yeah. Uh, we get the deep talking to his gills in episode two. Oh, that. Voiced by Patton Oswald. Yeah, like what? <laughs> <laughs> that was such a fucking trippy scene. But those, also, those gills kind of knocked me sick to yeah, see. Yeah, I was watching this and I like felt really uncomfortable while those gills were talking to him back. <laughs> Very I was weird. like, I don't want redemption for the deep either. He's such a fucking dickhead. Like, I'm hoping that it does the classic boys twist of like, you think there's gonna be some sort of growth, and they just pull the rug out from under him, and just like he just gets fucked up by Homelander or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like what they're doing with Homelander in this season, and we'll yeah. move on to talk about that a little bit more in a bit. But I like how he's obviously gone through a really tough. Well, a tough transition in season one, as he's found out about his upbringing and all that, and you know, he he he, he comes to terms with a lot of stuff, a lot of his problems. But does that, he come to terms with it? Well, <laughs> I, I, I guess he kind of he kind of does in a way, you know, like he 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 decides that he doesn't want to be lied to anymore, and he wants to become more of a powerful figure. He wants to have more authority and be and make his own rules up. But, yeah, he definitely starts to act on the things that he's learned, but I don't know if he's necessarily come to terms with it. I think he's he's definitely lashing out and like it's explaining a lot of how, why he's such a psychopath. Yeah, for sure. Um, right, I don't know. Maybe move on now to talk about the next. Include the next episode. I know there's quite yeah. a lot in the first three episodes, but um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think episode four and five is where we start to get some big old reveals. Oh, um. In the earlier episodes, Becca is in like an enclosed, uh, like town. Mm-hmm. She's in like a, a fake little village. Oh isn't she? yeah, we um, find yeah because you've got all the arc between Billy Butcher and his wife. Um, yeah, 
you know, he... That plays out more in episode four, but... Yeah, yeah, she's in a... She, she's isolated, isn't she? She's in, like, a vault, um, fake little town where it's only her that lives in it. Yeah, uh, yeah, so she's the only, like, real person living in it. The rest of them are, like, again, like, actors, like we were saying in the Truman Show earlier. Um, sort of like that, because they wanted to give... Uh, Ryan, is it, her son? Yeah, I think so. Um, they wanted to give him more of a normal upbringing, where it, because he is a Homelander's child, whereas Homelander was raised in a lab with no parents or anything. Yeah. So they're trying to fix some of the mistakes that went wrong with Homelander um, to try and breed, the obviously, the next Homelander. Um, so we got a Homelander trying to be a dad and failing pretty badly. Um, He's just sort of like, pushing his I'm son here now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I could see that coming, but it was still funny. But also at the same time, I was like, "Holy shit!" He just threw a twelve-year-old like twenty feet off a building flat on his face. Yeah, but when his son gets up and then his eyes Woo! go red, it's like, uh, and he pushes him across the garden like he's got enough strength to do it. It's like Ooh. I had some serious bright burn vibes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah, that was cool. Um, so. We're, I'm excited to see where that storyline goes because this is a whole new storyline for the show. Like this hasn't been done in the comic books or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's really interesting. That's cool. And we get the introduction of the Church of the Collective as well, which plays out a bit more in the later episodes. Yeah, is the Church of Collective a, a big deal in the comic books? Uh, I don't know that. I think it 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 is in the comic books, but I don't know how big it is in the comic books. Ah, okay, makes sense. Um, because I've only read little bits, and I'm going off what I've seen videos of uh, other stuff. Fair enough. Uh, episode four. Episode four. Episode four. So this this is the one. So big spoilers now. This is where like reveals start to happen. So this episode has the road trip with Huey, Starlight, and Mother's Milk going to find out about Liberty. Yes, who turns and out to be Stormfront. Ooh! So, we were talking about breadcrumbs earlier. Like, Stormfront in the comic books is based off a male character called Stormfront who was a Nazi experiment. Um, so that's why he's very racist and everything like that. So he is a uh, somewhat of a, a precursor slash clone slash same sort of deal as Homelander, but obviously he was raised to be a Nazi. Um so she, um, like, we find out has been alive for at least 70-odd years. So she's been operating under a few different monikers. But uh, Giancarlo Esposito's character tells us about the history of Vor and how they started as a Nazi um, uh, science test center, basically trying to make super Nazis and stuff like that. Oh. So we get that link to World War Two there and the Nazis. And then when she's using outdated racial slurs and obviously like previous generations, especially during the war and stuff like that, were very xenophobic and very racist. So that's why she's calling like Kimiko's brother like a yellow bastard, I think she says, which woof. But that is such an outdated turn as well. Um, And then when we see Liberty, but we don't have the identity of her yet, she's like committing a hate crime against a young black lad. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and the voice, I was like, that sounds like Stormfront. So we've got a few little, few little Easter eggs like going forward. Like even on a belt buckle, it's like, um, looks like the 
is it the the, the Iron Eagle symbol, which not, used to like hold the swastika? Yeah, um, in Nazi... it was like an eagle that used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that that's on her belt buckle, and also her earrings are lightning bolts. Like you could say that is like because she's Stormfront, she's got electric powers, but also like two lightning bolts next to each other is the symbol of the SS. Yeah. Hitler's Secret Service. Yeah. Plus, um, her costume is also black and red. Yep. Yeah. So, there's lots of little breadcrumbs and then when we find out the reveal from the younger sister of the murdered black guy from the flashback, um, that she identifies Stormfront as Liberty, only she's obviously changed her hair colour and stuff like that and she's sort of like come back into the form for as a new hero again. So how many different identities has she had in the past? So the question I've got is how is she like so young? How 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 is she not aged incredibly bad? It might be one of her powers. It might be uh, one of her powers that she doesn't age as fast as others. Yeah. I love the manipulation you start to see with her and Homelander. It's like Homelander's kind of like come to meet his match almost like in terms of uh, power because she's just, yeah, yeah, she's just, she's, she's super powerful. And I think this is one of the best interpretations of like people manipulating the media and the internet as well, like using meme culture and like outrage, like clickbait stuff to push a narrative as well. Yeah, and it's interesting because I think like at the very beginning of the uh, season, you're almost like, it's like how she's got all, uh, like she's on Facebook Live or Instagram Live or whatever, and there's loads of like, she's got loads of fans and she's doing the whole superhero thing really well. And it's like she's portrayed to be like this idealistic, um, new um, hot kid on the block kind of thing for the, the seven. And yeah. then obviously then as an audience of the boys, then you start to see all these really dark behind the scenes bits, but then people don't see that and people turn against Homelander. And yeah, I don't I can this sounds really weird to say, but like the way Stormfront acts makes Homelander look like less of a bad guy in a way. Like <laughs> he acts out of frustration. Not out of yeah. like pure absolute hatred, as like Stormfront did. Like he, he's still he's still a child in the head. Like that's why he's got such bad mummy issues and stuff like that, and why he was like, he, like he's still obsessed with breastfeeding and stuff like that. Like he's still like a child in his head, which is probably why he can't raise Ryan. Yeah, why like, he keeps getting everything wrong. And can we also talk about that moment where Homelander drinks the milk out of the fridge in that in a Madeline's office? Oh, uh, that was like episode two or something or three, wasn't it? Like that was disgusting. But, yeah, that was disgusting. It's the way that he drinks it. It's like the weird lick and then just slurping it up. Not as disgusting though as like like. Did you think that Madeline was still alive for a second? Because I didn't buy it straight away. I was like, now nah, we saw the inside of her head. And then Madeline's just in that log cabin that he went to, and then yeah. feeds her milk off her fingers. I was, <laughs> I was extremely confused at first. I was like, I expect twists from the boys. Don't get me wrong, I expect twists, yeah. but I was like, wait a second, I'm really lost now. See, like straight away, I was like, that can't be her because we saw the inside of her. And I was like, it just can't be. And I was trying to figure out, and then I was like. Wait, wasn't there a shapeshifter? And I couldn't remember what the shapeshifter normally looked like. It was that gross, like, really overweight guy. Because <laughs> I remembered from the first season, like, 
they use him to um is it like blackmail yeah, yeah. a senator or something yeah, isn't it like yeah, he yeah. thinks he's having sex with like this really hot young blonde and then shapes this back into like that horrible fella but i thought that was just another persona i didn't realize that was what doppelganger actually looked like yeah yeah no that's actually him <laughs> but uh, um, yeah uh, that was like when he when he couldn't hold the form any longer and he like and at homelander it's like but homelander was going along with it like he's so fucked up in the head that he was willing to go along with like this fellow pretended to be a woman like hitting on him as like a mummy figure uh, like homelander's head is so fucked up yeah and then it led to the end of the episode which like my skin has never crawled so much yeah like props to anthony star for acting that out so fucking straight like i don't know how he did it yeah that was a real uh that was an episode where my girlfriend was watching it with me and I was like really quickly having to like pause and explain what was going on because with no context, that is real bizarre. Like, yeah, I mean, even with context, that's fucking oh, bizarre. Yeah, it's even more bizarre. Yeah, it's pretty bizarre. But yeah, what a what a twist! Like, like shapes. Like, he's like, all right, you don't want Madeline anymore, so he just shapeshifts into Homelander, and he's like. Is like and uh, so Homelander's got all these like preconceived notions as well. Like he's kind of racist and like homophobic, especially like he's like he, he's sort of like been brought up as like this god fearing sort of like like you know like the stereotypical like boy of America type thing from like the sixties and stuff. That's why he's like wearing the flag and everything, mm. and like like. He's all sort of, like he's sort of like leaning into it. He's like, okay, yeah, I could I could go for a bit of myself. Like his own ego overtakes him. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, myself. And then he's like, uh, and then when Doppelganger's just there, like, it's not even gay if you get your dick sucked by yourself. And like, but you <sighs> see, just like as soon as you like, he says the word gay, you just see in his eyes that he snaps, and he's like, like he's got some like proper ingrained homophobia, which we see play out with. Queen, Ma- Queen Maeve's story after that. Yeah. Like, Ugh. as soon as he said that, that's what sort of snaps him and he's like, no. <laughs> it's it's just skin crawling. Like, but imagine being Anthony Starr after to pretend to, like, offer to suck your own dick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Real, real weird. Real, like, real weird. Like, you see Anthony Starr in real life and then you see Homelander. Yeah. It's like, these, like, these are the two people that are the furthest apart from the characters. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. Um, it is does kind of make sense with the whole Stormfront thing that she would go to Homelander with him being he's almost like a quite of an Aryan symbol, I guess. If you well, she says that when they first meet, it's just that I wish she was like, "Why your eyes really are that blue up close?" Yeah, like blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah, all all the clues are there, people. Mm, all yeah. the clues. Are there. And when she was Liberty, she was blonde hair, blue eyes. Oh, oh, it's all starting to link together. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? <laughs> Anything? Happens what, in episode what happened four? in episode four? Uh, you got Mother's Milk's backstory. Yeah, it explains um, his OCD a little bit more, which was interesting. Yeah. Um. I feel like there was something else massive happened in that episode, which I'm blanking on now. Oh, you got uh, um, uh, 
my mind's just gone blank. Butcher and Becca like uh, meet and they make plans to leave and everything like that. Uh, he's going to try and sneak them out in a garbage truck. Yeah, and then she backs out because it's too much of a risk for Ryan. Uh, well, yeah, but also um, Butcher has that little freak out where he's just like, it's a fucking dirty soup. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he shows his true colours of like, and she's just there like, you're never going to, like, although like this son was out of rape and stuff like that, it's still her son and she's still very protective over him. Yeah. Um, so she was like, she saw that as much as she loves Butcher, he'll never accept Ryan. Yeah. Um, he was just saying that he would take her, take him along just to get Becca back. So she was like, I can't do it to Ryan because I can't trust that in the future you won't sell out Ryan or do something to him. One thing we've not really talked about is uh, Huey's arc in this and how he's kind of developed as a character. Uh, Jack Quaid is absolutely amazing as Huey. Yeah, I feel like he's sort of been on a bit of a back burner in this season so far, though. Like, his storyline is, like, he's got some interesting character beats, but it's not, like, a massive focus. Not like in season one, where season one was about, like, obviously it started and ended with his sort of journey to avenge um, Robin and stuff like that. Whereas this season, he seems to be on a bit more of a back foot compared to Homelander, Stormfront, and Butcher. Yeah, I think uh, it's definitely been a more Butcher-led uh, season so far, this one. Yeah. But I think once his arc's kind of um, coming up, what it feels like, uh, maybe as much as they would want to do with him in season, in the current season, before they move on to other stuff, maybe Huey will. It keeps it keeps going back to this whole Huey's Butcher's Canary thing. And I yeah. feel like he it's almost maybe going to be like a bit of a mantle pass over to Huey and maybe Huey's going to... He is also starting to get a lot more confident versus what he was in season one. Like, he, yeah. like you, you see that start from where he blows up translucent and he becomes like... He starts to change. And there's this whole thing where Huey's starting to become more in with Frenchie and Mother's Milk as well. Where... Mm-hmm. He, they're starting to side with him more than what they are Butcher, but they still need Butcher, and I like yeah. I like that kind of shift in dynamic with that as well. Um, yeah, yeah. It felt like they were putting him at odds, didn't they? Like they really started to put heads, especially on the boat and stuff like that. Um, when they find out that Compound V's been outed to the press and stuff like that, mm. um, but then so they're butting heads and stuff like that, and then you find out more about Butcher's backstory and why they're probably butting heads. Um, yeah which is interesting like and the fact that he is his canary like he can like keep him in line the same way that lenny his brother used to yeah for sure which then moves us on to episode five which is the latest episode we've got Mm. which which absolutely um gives us the biggest look at black noir that we've seen so far, other than the yeah. occasional he's signing some autographs and just being a classic superhero. Um, wow. Like, I love... Also, I must say, terrible hiding spot. Terrible hiding spot. <laughs> like, horrible hiding spot, considering he's meant he's to be He's meant to be a noir. fucking ninja and nobody else could see him. <laughs> but, like, I mean... Maybe you're a giant that's... guy on a tiny roof. <laughs> <laughs> on a on a grey slate roof, you're uh, in a load of really clear. No, it's, it, it, 
It was like a terracotta, like, orange roof, and he's there in a big black costume. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I really liked the whole... I, I love how much Black Noir we got. Like, right at the beginning, he's, like, one of the first soups that you see in action for season two, where he yeah. takes down that soup terrorist, who they definitely try to big up at the end of season one to make him be a much more uh, prominent character, and then Black Noir just yeah. takes him out in the first episode um like that's the real. thing with like the boys either they build something up to pull the rug out from under you or they just like don't even build anything up they're just there like nope they make you build it up inside your own head and like nah yeah i love the humor that black noir has i love the whole little where he's playing with the teddy bear and it's like it's like he's absolutely <laughs> insane but he's just he's just yeah. like so like such a labrador for Vought, if you get me. Like He literally is like when you when he finds out about Compound V, you see him sobbing away in the hallway and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then it's always like Homelander says, You just keep doing what you're doing, Black Noir. Amazing as always. <laughs> and he's always there, he's always yeah. doing the signings, and he's like he's like the absolute perfect pet dog for Vought, but he's also he strikes me as like one of the most dangerous. Which I think is going to lead into his backstory. Like, he's wearing the body cam and stuff like that, and he's he's doing exactly what... Um, what's Giancarlo Esposito's character's name called? Uh, you can't call him just Giancarlo either. You have to say his full name. <laughs> uh, Mr. Edgar. Edgar. Yeah, uh, Stan Edgar. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, he is, like, his proper, like, puppet. And I think... San Edgar's like playing some proper power moves, but I feel like it's all gonna tie in back into Black Noir's um like identity and backstory and stuff like that. And I feel like his story and um Stormfront stories are gonna sort of coalesce a little bit. Um with maybe some sort of like gene therapy, gene splicing type thing, maybe like yeah. where they came from and everything like that. And um, I think we're going to get some reveals between Black Noir's history and Homelander's history because, like, Black Noir acts how they want Homelander to act. Mm-hmm. Um, but Homelander's very much the public face of it, and Black Noir's like this silent sort of like shadow almost. How which is really absolutely terrifying was it where they, when they were in the basement and they could just keep hearing the explosions, and then you could hear him <laughs> walk. Just yeah. absolutely terrifying that. Like, he just gets shot up and, like, he doesn't even phase at all. Yeah, he just puts his hand over the gun. Yeah. It's like, is he just, like, crazy regeneration or something? Is he just... It seems like it. What a crazy ninja power. So he's, like, incredibly strong and he's got... Oh, it's just mad. Um, reflexes and everything like that. Like, woo. Yeah. Um, you've got the Homelander... Um, you see this bit in the trailer for season two where he like lasers all those people down, but doesn't really. Yeah. He doesn't really do it. So fake out, fake out. Like I, I full on, like I was a sucker. Like I, I believed that hook line and sinker. I was like, oh shit. I was like, this has changed it forever. Now I was like, shit's going down. And then it was like fake. I was like, fuck. Yeah, that would have been a real crazy move if that was like that actually had happened because he can't come back from that then no no like so that would have been like his turning point and like 
like that if they were going to do something like that it would have to be a couple seasons down the line if they want to have five seasons of that they can't do that to the song from uh, sorry to homelander in season two mm-hmm. because then he, he can't be in the public eye he'll just be a villain from then on yeah they could maybe do it in season four and then season five he becomes like a villain fighting against actual superheroes and stuff maybe yeah for sure sure uh what else what else what else what else what else um uh uh so stormfront and homelander doing 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 the sex at the end yeah that is a <laughs> that was a, a disaster that was an intense scene also right somebody has pitched the theory online i think it was i think it was eric voss on um i don't know if he came up with it but i remember him saying it from new rock stars uh, their stuff about the boys is great. They've got an after-show podcast for the boys if you want to listen to that. It's great. Um, he was saying that he thinks that maybe um, Stormfront might be his mum, might be Homelander's mum, or like, or like her DNA and superpower. Like, like that was what gave Homelander his powers or something, maybe? So oh, maybe not no, a biological mum, but, like... No, thank you. Like, she was, like, the first experiment, and then they made, like... And that, how much would, like, that just play into his fucking mummy issues as well? Like, how fucking creepy. Oh, like, uh, because no. she is, like, she is just looking to dominate him. Yeah. And, like, it was the same thing again with, like, her breasts and stuff like that. She was, like, laser at it. Like, he's, like... He wants a woman that, like, he can sort of abuse, but, like, someone that's still motherly towards him and stuff. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> it's like, so that, gross. That was, that was, like, a really, like, gross, intense, like, aggressive sex scene. <laughs> yeah, really weird. It was the bit where she shoved, like, obviously, like, she's, like, trying to get dominion over him, so she shoves his head in between the legs, and, like, I couldn't tell if it was his face making the squelching sound or her body, like, because of the force, and I was like... I don't want to know what it was. Something <laughs> broke then, and I don't know. I don't know whether it's better being his face or her private part. Oh god! <laughs> I was like that moment. I was like, mm, no, what? no. <laughs> um, we didn't really touch on uh, Queen Maeve for this. Um, she's. I think she may. She she's going to turn around. You know, she, I think she's she, going to defect. Yeah, yeah, she's going to defect. And I think because you've noticed, she seems to be like the most innocent out of all the seven. Like everyone's like got a dark side. So like A Train's a drug addict, the Deep's um, sexual uh, sexual assaulter. What what would you call that? Mis- sexual predator. Yeah. Um, Homelander is fucked up in every way possible. Black Noir, we don't know what his thing is at the moment. Stormfront is a, ra- a Nazi. Uh, Translucent was a sexual predator as well. Yeah. Um, so that's six of them. Starlight is like a goody two shoes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so Queen Maeve, like she's like the only one that hasn't really done anything bad except for just profit profiting off it and like lying to Homelander and stuff like that. Yeah, which, but like you- lying to Homelander is like <laughs> it's the least worst thing that you could do. Yeah, um, yeah. Like all she's done really is hide her relationship. Mm-hmm. So I reckon she could defect to then team up with the boys, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. That would be a really interesting move. I don't know whether she well, would go as far as teaming up with the boys. I don't know. I don't know whether she'd do well, her own thing. We saw at the end of episode five, though, she is going to try and team up with the Deep. 
and the Church of the Collective, maybe. Oh, yeah, Try and shut down Vought or Homelander, at least. But how much of a dick move was Homelander for outing Queen Maeve oh, such a on dick national move. television? Ugh. Well, this is it. He's he's being sin- even more sinister now in that kind of respect. Yeah. And, like, again, homophobia in there. Like, like, and the way he just deflected it, he does the same thing that every fucking, like... Like media company does, and it's just like, like they pointed out the lack of diversity in the superheroes because so they found out that Vought chose which children got superpowers, and they chose to have a seventy five percent white majority. So she cho- they chose not to give black people or Hispanic or Asian people superpowers. Yeah. They chose to have like like white, typically blonde, blue eyes, like superheroes mm. i was like oh yeah Vault. even like when they were creating superheroes were still racist then again leading back into that nazi propaganda type thing yeah i absolutely um, wonder why <laughs> <laughs> but then also like the way that he was like uh, they were like oh so tell uh, tell us your thoughts on Vort's lack of diversity when choosing who should have superpowers and he was like oh we've got a gay <laughs> it's like you're like fuck me like yeah. you can't say this thing like you're just there he's like we've got a train so we've got a black guy and then we've got we've got a, a lesbian <laughs> it's like that's not the answer just saying that you're diverse in a slightly different way does not mean that you're not racist <laughs> yeah literally it's uh, like yeah we might be racist but we're not homophobic <laughs> Uh, but the, it's it's funny because the, even the representation of the uh, oh, sorry my dogs are totally distracting me again. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back again. One sec. And of course they've just stopped as soon. It's as literally as soon as. Oh no! I've spoken <laughs> no. again and they've started again. It's like as soon as you want to start talking, like you go to stop talking, they stop, and then you start talking, they go again. That's it. I'll, I'll go silent, and then they'll stop, and as soon as I start talking again, they'll bark. Exactly. That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's just carry on. Um, oh. Okay. Is that whisper going at it? That's all the dogs going at it. All, all of them. All three of them. All three of them going at the door. Oh yeah, I can hear multiple now. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay, now they're stopped. Right. Uh, no, one more. Okay. Okay. No, the current. Right. Okay, we're going to be right back. <laughs> and at the end of season five, we also uh, season five episode five. Episode five <laughs> uh, we also get a look at uh, is it Sean Astmore's character? Sean Austin? No, Sean. Ashmore, Sean Ashmore, Ashmore, um, Sean Austin is um, uh, Samwise. <laughs> oh, amazing! Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, he's actually credited on IMDb as Man in Scrubs. So even yeah. though his casting was made pretty, uh, pretty public, uh, I think they're still trying to hide away a little bit of who he is. Uh, he is playing Lamplighter, which is yeah. the person who retires from the Seven. Who Starlight replaces? Uh, mm-hmm. Very, very interesting. So we find uh, we found out that he we found this out, and I think like episode three or something like that that he murdered. Uh, I can't remember the woman's name. The elderly woman who um, Butcher reports to. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the um, one who's... He murdered her grandchildren, I think. Ah, okay. Um, and that's why he retired, but that obviously that would have been covered up by the press and stuff like that. But he seems to be doing Stormfront's like evil bidding. So it, it looks like he's either a patient in this clinic or, or he's like, posing to, to Yeah, or he's like posing to be um a doctor or a therapist or like somebody who works there because it seems like it's uh, like a hospital for maybe superpowered people because we saw in the trailer um, the same place, which we are going to see in episode six, I think, Frenchie and Kimiko is going to break into it. And that's where we're going to get the reveal of Lamplighter and stuff like that. Um, like the superpowered individuals being held in this place. Hell yeah. I hope, so uh, I'm really excited. So I think he's going to try and, I think Stormfront was getting him to kill a 17-year-old boy, I think it was. Who might be in the clinic? That might be what Lamplight is doing there. Mm. Looking mm. forward to it. Well, we don't have to wait much longer. Uh, it's only ep- eight episodes, so we've got three more episodes to go after what we've covered in here. Um, yeah. yeah, I feel well, like there's something else in episode five that I wanted to talk about, and I can't remember. Um, uh, oh, the fake film that they're filming. Oh yeah, yeah, the Dawn of the Seven, which is Dawn very of the funny Seven. It's like Dawn of Justice, but you know. Oh, yeah. yeah, and like the logo was the same and everything, and then um, they even me- mentioned the Joss re- rewrite as well. Yeah, um, which obviously on the nose of the Justice League and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, very, very funny. The writing is awful. <laughs> like, like Maeve outing herself in the film. Like the writing was awful, and also the fact that they've scripted it now into the film that she comes out and stuff like that, and it was just awful, and they've replaced her actual real-life girlfriend with a fictional superhero girlfriend, um, and then A-Train leaving the Seven, and they couldn't even get Homelander on set to shoot his scene with. Yeah, and then they're um, they're also trying to change the fashion of her actual girlfriend. Yeah, make like it more... proper trying to micromanage it. Like, they reference Ellen and stuff like that. Yeah, it's... Uh... Like, the boys isn't like like, afraid of like hitting on some serious topics. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like it, it's like pointing attention to things that do actually happen in the media and being like, "This shit is fucked up." Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's like you can't have two females in a relationship with each other and then both be feminine or both be masculine. Like, they need to still depict a male and female role even within this lesbian relationship. And I was like, I was like. Oof, that's a yikes right there. <laughs> yeah, it's a yikes moment. Uh, it's a yikes series. Yeah, it's a, but it's a good series. It's a very good It's series. such a good series. With lots of yikes in between. Um, um, what do you think? Should we go into a couple of predictions? What we think might happen in the next three episodes then? Yeah, sure, let's go. Uh, you go first. Uh, Have you got anything? We find, we see Black Noir's face at the end of season mm. two. Uh, that sets up something for the next season. Um, I don't know. Uh, I've also heard people posing the theory as well that it might be maybe like Lenny under the mask, maybe. Oh. Like, 
Like that would be a big change from the comic books as well. That's not what happens in the comic books, but that would be a really interesting change if they were to do that. Yeah, like because they said he's dead, but maybe he's not dead. That'd be a real interesting, uh, real um, interesting move. Um, I also think maybe that we might see one of the boys uh, bite the dust by the end of season mm, two. Which one do you think it would be? I think Frenchie. I was thinking Frenchie. Yeah. I think Frenchie like, would hit the dust. Frenchie's going through a weird thing at the moment as well. Like he is just not picking his timing and not being very understanding towards Kimiko. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think that's what's going to happen. I think Kimiko is going to end up losing. You know, she's lost a brother. I think she's going to end up losing Frenchie. Um, yeah, they'll probably come to some sort of resolve, and then she'll lose him. Mm, mm. So yeah, that's what I reckon is going to happen. Or or would Kimiko die to try and save him? Ooh, maybe. Maybe. Either or. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? Um, I'm excited for a big, like, brawl slash breakout from this clinic facility. I think that's going to be pretty cool in episode six, if that's what happens. Um, yeah. That's why it looks like what might happen. Yeah, I think we are definitely going to at least get, like halfway to a big black noir reveal maybe they'll leave it on a cliffhanger at the end of the season um stormfront is going to be outed to the press i reckon yeah being liberty um and something's definitely going to happen in terms of vote having to answer for their nazi history yeah definitely i think that man I'm trying to figure out what's going to happen with the Church of the Collective. Obviously, this is their version of Scientology for superheroes. Mm-hmm. But uh, 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 I don't know how that's going to play out. Maybe they'll become the next big sort of villain figure after Vought. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. It's left it open, hasn't it? It's um, yeah. they're not they're not explaining too much about them yet, which I think they're they're playing the cards close to the chest for a reason. Yeah, but we will only have to wait and see. Uh, three weeks left of the boys, which is kind of sad because I was uh, so excited for season two. I kind of don't want it to be over with already. But this is only a second season of this show, and I think it's got the potential to go on for like more and more. Um, I think it already got green lighted for season three anyway. I think that happened before yeah, season has. two came out. So amazing. Uh, I think it might have actually been three and four. Oh, really? I feel like I've seen that headline and I might be blowing out my arse, but I've got like an image in my head of like seeing that headline. Oh, interesting. interesting. Um, but I-, I could easily see like five seasons of this. I don't know if it's got the legs to go more than five seasons i don't know if it'll be too drawn out i don't know if they'll just be pushing it a bit too far after that point maybe depends on where the uh where the art goes though to be fair yeah like that, that's what i'm saying like they're, they're moving at a good pace at the moment and nothing feels too drawn out and the reveals like get revealed in a good steady progression like i don't want them to be like okay we want to do eight seasons plus of this so let's draw out some of these storylines because it'll make, especially with only having eight episodes a season, you still need to do enough in those eight episodes to keep people coming back. You don't want filler episodes. Yeah. So I, I could easily see like a nice, tidy five seasons of this. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Right. Uh, we'll wrap it up there for another week. Uh, make sure you check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Get Real Pod. 
Um, let us know what you think of the boys season two so far uh, let us know if you're watching this after the season's finished let me know what your thoughts let, you, let us know what your predictions for season three would be uh, we'll probably touch upon this a little bit more in an episode once we've um, we'll probably talk about it once a week to be fair because we'll we'll be getting ourselves up to date on the boys and we'll talk a little bit about uh, the latest episodes, maybe. Um, or just yeah, we could bits. do like a little spoiler se- uh, session at the end of each episode, maybe. Yeah, for sure. Before we do the outro, just a quick, what happened on this week of The Boys? Because there's only three episodes left. Episode six comes out tomorrow for us. Yeah, for sure. So we'll probably be... Uh, we'll record this on Thursdays, so we'll probably be able to talk about an episode each every uh, yeah. every Monday for now. So yeah, um, make sure you check us out on socials. Chris, how can people support Z Podcast? The best way to support the podcast, share us with as many people as you can. Share us out on your Instagram story, on your Facebook, anything like that. Uh, The second best way, or also joint best way, is to leave a rate and review on the podcast. Uh, Podchaser is the best place to do that because that will syndicate it to all of our other podcast hosts. Um, But if you leave us five stars, leave us a review, follow us on Spotify, anything like that. Uh, Subscribe to us on YouTube. We'll be catching up with the video versions on that soon um yeah that is the best way honestly just share us with one person just be like or you listen to it especially with the boys like everybody knows somebody else that's watching the boys like share our podcast with them see if you agree with our conspiracy theories tweet at us or message us on instagram if you've got a theory of what uh black noir's identity might be but maybe don't post spoilers yeah Um, if you read the comics you're not allowed to tell us no, because I've been holding off saying it on the podcast because I don't even know if that's the direction they're going anymore, but that's that'll be a cool storyline when that comes to the fruition. Uh, but yeah, that is the best way to support us, so keep checking us out. Uh, I'm not sure entirely what we're going to be covering next week. Um, there is definitely something coming out in the next week, but I can't remember what, Sam. <laughs> um, no idea. you went far too silent i thought the call had cut out (laughs) no idea we'll uh figure it out i don't know what we'll figure it out next week um on netflix something on amazon maybe enola holmes has come out um i'm thinking of ending things has come out uh there's a couple more things coming out in the first i know we've got another week before october um there must be something at the end of september i'm sure there is um, Jack Whitehall travels with my father season two. <laughs> season four. Season four. Never mind. Maybe <laughs> that maybe, is a good series. Maybe though. we do an old maybe we talk about an older homes. Maybe. maybe. Or we could do one of the other ideas that we had on the back burner. I just remember we had some other ideas. You we need to do a money heist episode, that's what I say. <laughs> I need to watch umteen series of money heist in a week to, to cover a podcast. Oh, it's very good though. Very good. Uh, we'll do a Modern Family episode because no, that's no. all I seem to be watching. <laughs> anyway, we'll yeah. do an anime episode. <laughs> yes, Pokemon, and that's me done. Uh, we'll watch all six seasons of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure in the next week, and you need to try and explain to me what the fuck's happening in that show. Uh, nope. Right, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, take care, stay safe, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Wash your damn hands. Bye. Wear a mask. Don't be <laughs> anti-COVID. Wear a, no, wear wait, a mask don't be like Black Noir. Don't be pro-COVID. Be like yeah. Black Noir. But less angry. only less yeah only less potential being brought up by a racist company
Oh dear, no one wants to be brought up by a racist company. <laughs> How many people were brought up by a racist company, do you reckon? Uh, I mean... Also, that's something else that happened. Uh, you were talking about Stormfront's like little activity feed on Instagram Live. She had loads of people from Argentina who went to Argentina after the Second World War. That's right, all the Nazis. So. Oh, interesting. That's a nice little stinger for anyone that's stuck around to the end of the podcast. Bye. This is a long post-amble. Post-amble, not preamble. <laughs> see what I did. Right, okay, I'm going to stop now. Okay. We good? Yeah, we're, we're good. good? <laughs> Bye. See you next week. <laughs>